Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Defense! Defense! All the hard work, let's go! College football today. Back on college football today with a marquee showdown in Ann Arbor between Wisconsin and Michigan. Wisconsin picked up this victory last year, 24-10. Two years ago, Michigan did get the 14-7 win in the big house. This line has jumped from 6.5 all the way up to 10. A lot of pressure on Shea Patterson, but more importantly, Jim Harbaugh to get this win. I think they come through today, uh, Rich. I I think defensively, Michigan secondary only giving up 134 passing yards to opposing quarterbacks. Is the difference in that rushing attack led by Higdon and Evans that's pounding the rock for 199 on the ground gets going. Michigan, I say 13-point win over Wisconsin tonight. Yeah, they're going to need that to cover. Joe and I talked on Sunday, maybe. We talked on Sunday. We talked about this game. And before the lines came out, it was Sunday morning we talked. And and I said, "Eh, it's like a six-point line I could see. You know, you got three points for the home field advantage. Michigan... Three points better. It should be about a six, six and a half point line. I, I liked it at six, six and a half. I don't like it so much at 10. I, I mean, Wisconsin is a good road team under Paul Christ. Paul Christ, 14 and two on the road against the spread, which is a staggering number. 10 of the last 11, he's won. And Jim Harbaugh has not been able to prove he can win big games. I mean, I loved him in week one as well against Notre Dame. They didn't come through. Yeah. So there's a ton of pressure both on he and Shea Patterson. Michigan's the better team. I'm not impressed by Wisconsin. And they are down a ton of defensive talent, especially in the secondary. So Michigan's got to come through. But, you know, I'm starting to think Wisconsin can hang around and make this, this game. This Michigan game tonight sort of reminds me of that Notre Dame game in a sense that everybody – believes Michigan's just sort of an automatic win uh, tonight, which is always a danger. We talked about it off the top of the program. Coach Harbaugh just 2-8 and eight against uh, the spread the last 10 games against top uh, 15 opponents. Fact of the matter is, Michigan haven't beaten Wisconsin by more than seven points, going all the way back to 2006. Uh, and we're talking about a Big Ten uh, rivalry here that these games are pretty close. And you want evenly matched teams. How about this, guys? Michigan averaged 38.2 points per game to give up 15.8. Uh, Wisconsin averaged 33.8, give up 16.4. You can't get, you know, they're just almost mere images of each other. But Michigan have played well at home. It pains me to say this as a Michigan fan, but the big house really isn't all that intimidating a place to play. It's like the quietest 108,000 people you're ever going to hear. You know what that is, though? That's that's all architecture, isn't it? No, it's just it, there. Yeah, but, but the stadium is so spread no, out. But you it's don't the people get... as well, Rich. It's sort of a hoity-toity, yeah. uppity. Wine and cheese, right? Yeah, it's wine and Exactly. It's yeah. wine and cheese country out there. And they're just, it's not over-the-top rowdy. It's kind of, you know, I'm going to be honest. It's actually like, it, it crushed me. Growing up as a diehard Michigan fan, I pictured Michigan as like Detroit and cool and tough. And I went to Ann Arbor and I was like, oh, God, really? <laughs> like this, this, this is what I'm a fan of? These you are know? not my people. That's yeah, what you these thought. are exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, to be honest, most college, most college bases are kind of, you know, for the lack of, I won't say it, but. They're not gritty. Swarmy. Yeah. They're not gritty. being nice. Yeah. Uh, but, but anyways. Hey, listen, you got a better you got a better quarterback, got home. Michigan to put up 40 or more points in four straight home games right now. They're starting to click the offense. Patterson's coming off his best game as, as a Wolverine Joe against Maryland. I sort of see Michigan winning this game right by 10. I think the odds makers are right. Yeah, you know, they're 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 generally right more than they're wrong. I see Michigan winning this game by 10 points. Here's the one thing I think that's a little different from Wisconsin uh, under their d- defensive coordinator Jim Leonard than it was last year. They're giving up around 130 rushing yards per game. Last year they had the fifth best rushing defense in college football holding opposing offenses to 95 rushing yards per game. But more importantly, the back end, that secondary last year, only allowed 166 passing yards to opposing offenses. Entering this battle, giving up 219 
two opposing quarterbacks, and that's where I feel Shea Patterson can make a difference in this matchup. You bring up a good point. I'll throw one more into this. When I think about Wisconsin football, I think about kind of no-name outside linebackers, defensive ends, you know, the T.J. Watts, the Watt brothers, right? Uh, you know, coming off the edge and creating mayhem. Last in the Big Ten in sacks this year. They're not getting pressure. This defense has been underwhelming. With the exception of their run blocking and Jonathan Taylor, Alex Hornibrook has shown some flashes. The one thing I will say is Hornibrook is a better road quarterback than he is in Madison. Typically, statistically, he's done better outside of uh, Camp Randall. I, I Listen, I liked Michigan at minus six. I don't like them so much at yeah. minus ten. Gabe's right. I think this this game is going to be right around that nine or ten point uh, number. We'll see. I'm on Depends the Depends where you got in on it. That, that's, that's who's going to win. It wouldn't shock me Michigan won by seven yeah. points. Yeah. yeah, I just need Michigan to win. Me too. So, I have the me too. So I have a money line parlay. Auburn, Penn State, I Michigan. I picked them at the start of the year to win the Big Ten. I need Michigan to win, so I'm backing them. I still think they're the better team. I'm on the ropes in Auburn, uh, Tennessee. Auburn on the one-yard line, second and goal. On the oh, what a shock. It's Tennessee early. are terrible, guys. We'll see, I, think, I think Tennessee is going to compete. Yeah, I think they're going to be in this game. Meanwhile, Florida driving on the Vanderbilt 14-yard line with about 10 minutes left in the first half. Of Our that boy game. James Ross asking first about half. Central that's a quick Florida. First quarter. Yeah, that's Central a quick first Florida half. and Memphis. I like Should it. be a track. Oh, I mean, oh what a fun game. And I'll tell you what, Central game. Florida just aren't letting up either. I yeah. mean, they didn't get respected last year. And they have I, a chip on their shoulder, Gabe. Yeah. They really do. They win by double digits on a weekly basis. I, I like Brady White here, though. I think this team matches up very well against Central Florida. Here's the thing, too. Defensively, both secondaries only given up around 182 passing yards per game. And really, statistically, from a defensive standpoint, they're both in the area of about 170 rushing yards per game. So as long as the offenses come to play, we should see a shootout later in Memphis in this ballgame. Oh, there's no question about it. And neither defense is very good. I mean, Memphis has struggled bad defensively. They're banged up. Central Florida's been just okay. They've missed Shaquem Griffin, amongst others. So I I think it could look like last year's championship game in the American, which was 62-55. to I think it's that kind of a back-and-forth shootout. I can't bet against Central Florida. Winners of 18 consecutive games. Uh, Mackenzie Milton could basically do whatever he wants at this point. So... um, I, I like Central Florida, last team with the ball. Memphis has been a better home team, but they have lost on the road yeah. to Tulane and Navy. Guys, last time they played each other, they scored 117 points. Yeah, 62-55. Yeah. The other game was 40-13 in the, in the regular season. Uh, Central Won by Florida UCF, got, yeah. Got, got like, what's Central victory? Florida's uh, smallest margin of victory this year? Uh, 17? I think uh, it's literally... Beat FAU by 20. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, FAU, yeah, 20 points. I mean, that's pretty serious. I know they don't play the juggernaut schedule here, but they're crushing teams. Yeah. How about this game quickly? Marshall Old Dominion. I like Marshall here, even though their quarterback is out green for this battle. I still think they have the better offensive line, defensive line, only laying about three and a half. Old Dominion did get the win over Virginia mm-hmm. Tech, but since that time, they're one in five overall. I, I like Marshall here laying a low number. Yeah, Marshall's got a quality defense. Uh, I've mentioned before on the show, I I like the Thompson kid. He's the kid who's going to come off the bench, a a transfer from Wagner. Uh, He'll be the replacement to Green. Green really was suspect uh, for the lion's share of the season. So uh, I like Marshall as well. I think ODU got their one big win over Virginia. Nebraska. Nebraska's up 7-0 on Northwestern. Quick update. Uh, Felipe Franks intercepted on the two-yard line for uh, went the Florida. other way. I think it went the other way for a touchdown. Well, it, well it's uh, I think it was a Vandy picks Van, Van, Well, it looks like a, a hold or something because uh, Vandy's on the two now. So I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see how that plays out. Uh, Eleven minutes left for Dwayne Haskins and Ohio State driving on the forty-nine in Minnesota in that battle. So. We'll see. I mean, another intriguing battle that we're going to get to later, we'll touch on it in more in depth. But Texas A&M and, and South Carolina, that's an intriguing matchup oh, yeah. as well. From a totals perspective, I could see that game flying over the total just because I think you go with the hot hand, Skarnecchia. I don't think you go back to, to Jake Bentley in that ball. Well, if Bentley's healthy, you go back to Bentley. Well, he's healthy in that ball. Uh, Texas ben- Bentley's A&M your quarterback. That's pretty good, yeah. though, Joe. What? That A&M defense is yeah, balling. Giving up yeah. 77 uh, rushing yards per game. Mike Elko doing a fantastic job. Talking about a team in Texas A&M that only lost to Clemson and Alabama, both college football playoff teams. 
So I mean that's uh, that's an intriguing. Uh, I think SEC that's a great battle. that's a great matchup. I, Jimbo's done a good job. I mean, right now when I think about Texas A and M, I, I I have to say balance, offensively balanced, defensively balanced. They can stop the run. They're stuffing it with Kingsley Kiki uh, in the middle of that defense. Uh, Terrell Dodson on the outside. So Jimbo's done a really nice job. I think they can go in uh, to Columbia and yeah. pick off a victory there. Uh, you know, Bentley being healthy, I think, does help. He could probably capitalize with Debo yeah, Samuel on the outside. I think that's a three thirty kick. Well, we'll get to that, but we'll, we'll turn our yes, attention. Three thirty. Yeah, we'll turn our attention to the late night special in the Pac twelve. USC in Colorado. We have conflicting views on this game. USC coming out of a bye week, zero and twelve against the. Excuse me, twelve and zero against the Buffaloes, and have won those twelve games lifetime by twenty point eight points per game. Cam Smith out for this ball game. That'll hurt. USC defensively, but I still feel the extra week of preparation should benefit USC. I think they win. I don't know about this game. I just hope they win. How about that? Yeah. I, I really like the way Colorado's playing on the back end. Wouldn't shock me either way. I'm rooting for USC, but I don't have a major feel in this ballgame. Yeah, I would be rooting for Colorado if I didn't pick USC because I love what Mike McIntyre yeah, has done. done. We talked about it. Job. He consistently coaches these kids up, one of the more underrated coaches in college football. You got Montez. You got Chenault at wide receiver. You got some defensive players like Nate Landman at linebacker, Mustafa Johnson. On the interior of that defense, players we didn't really talk about that much in the offseason that are contributing. But when I look at this game, it's not the historical 12-0. It's not the 18 straight wins at the Coliseum for USC. It's the fact that Colorado has not been tested. And again, very impressed by the 5-0 start. But the the record of those five opponents, 5-22, yeah. and 22, they haven't beaten anybody. USC, as bad as they've been, at least have been tested. They've been tested against Stanford. They've been tested against Texas. Washington State, they won that game. That's a good Washington yeah. State team that they beat 39-36. And this is a team, because of health reasons and the young quarterback, that will really benefit from the week off. I like USC as one of my yeah. best bets. We'll, we'll see. I mean, again, I, I would take the points that USC wins, but I would take. I like the way the back end is playing. That's the one thing, too, I think when you look at last year, the difference. They lost three starters to the NFL in 2017, couldn't play man-to-man coverage. They're getting back to basics. They're getting pressure. And more importantly, running the football with Trayvon McMillan, Gabe. I'll tell you what, uh, nobody's getting rich putting their money on Clay Helton on a weekly basis. One and four <laughs> against the spread uh, this year. Colorado forward one against the spread, but um, Joe and Rich are right. It's not as if Colorado have faced a challenging schedule, and it's been very home heavy. They've been at home for the last couple of weeks, three weeks, and three and zero at home uh, for the Colorado Buffaloes. Two and zero on the road. They've lost twelve straight games to the USC Trojans. You guys called it. Uh, Daniels has had some growing pains, facing an extremely difficult schedule out of the gate. Um, this is sort of a step down in class for the USC Trojans. But you know, I, I'm not laying seven points with Clay Helton here. I mean, you, you just can't do it. I won't do it. I like Colorado. I don't love them. I'm going to take the Colorado Buffaloes in this spot getting the points, though. USC just haven't shown us anything. They're going to pull away and tattoo anybody. Quick update. Ohio State gets a field goal, a seven-minute drive, up 3 nothing on Minnesota. Tennessee on the 49 of Auburn, down 7 to nothing, And Vanderbilt on the Florida 7. No score left with 7.25 left. In the first quarter of that ball game, so intriguing to see how these games play out early on. Because I mean, could it could affect the psyche of some of the, a team like Michigan? You see, let's say Ohio State struggle early on. Not that it's going to affect them, but you start to say, "Hey, we got to get ready for this matchup against Wisconsin." Same thing with Michigan State and Penn State, because those are two major battles within the Big Ten later today. Some other games we haven't talked about. Uh... Purdue, Illinois. I like the way Illinois is playing. With, with a healthy A.J. Bush, not a great passing quarterback, but he's mobile outside the pocket, played well last week. I kind of like Illinois getting at home more than 10 against Purdue. Any thoughts on that run, game? Yeah, I think they're going to need to run the football. I like the under in that ballgame. I don't think they could be forced into a shootout with Purdue. If they are, I think they can get blown yeah, out. Purdue shouldn't be laying this. This game is flown on the radar. I'm really glad you I brought like it Epstein. up, Rich. I like that offensive line. Again, a you lot can't of pressure laying, on Lovey Smith. You can't be laying double-digit points on the road with this Purdue Boilermaker team. Uh, not one of my better plays. I would take the point. No, no, I, I I wouldn't label it a best yeah. bet per se, but it was one that jumped out at me that I think that's a that's a live Illinois' home last dog. home game was against Penn State, and this sixty three twenty four final score is one of the most very deceptive. deceptive. Yeah, it's unbelievable how the wheels fell off in the last six minutes of this game. Well, they were in that game in the man. third quarter. Why is yeah. that line 
jumping from the total. That uh, that's the only. And I you mean, know what's crazy? Illinois six to sixty four. Illinois win points? total coming into the year was three and a half. Yeah, they're already at three right now. Yeah, but that's where they were last year too. I mean, the one thing about I Illinois, like the over, and they're they're going to get there, and I think they can get there yeah. today. He's showing progression. I mean, it, Lovey Smith. It was two and nine uh, two years ago. Excuse me, they were th- three and nine. Two and ten. Last year, 3-9 and nine the year before. They were 0-10 in the Big Ten last year. 0-9, something like that. They lost those games by 20 points per game. The year before, they lost those Big Ten games, those nine Big Ten games, by 24.5 points per game. So they're starting to show progression. They played with Penn State for three quarters and got blown out in the fourth quarter, but they were in that ballgame as a 26.5-point underdog. I think they run the football. I like Epstein. Here's the one thing, though. Why I said it before. Why is this line, from a total perspective, 56 to up to 64? Well, you don't have that type of, a, of an offense to match Purdue score for score. No. No, I, I, I don't know why that would go up so substantially. Substantially? Yeah. I mean, out of all the games, why that one? Is that, why is that jumping off the Eight board? Eight points it went up? Eight points. Yeah. Opened uh-huh. the 56 up to 64. And that's not one game that I'm, I'm, I feel from two poor defenses could possibly play into it, but I, I don't love the offense yeah. of Illinois just more because pressure, it lacks, it lacks diver- on diversity Jeff Brom to win this game. He needs, I mean, this is, yeah, I mean, I, I would, Jeff Brom's in no position to be under pressure though. I mean, obviously he doesn't want to take it on the chin as a favorite, but it, I don't think he's, he's facing also any looking pressure. to get that Louisville job. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how that plays out with Bobby Petrino and uh, Louisville a little bit later uh, against Boston college. When we come back, we'll be talking about the 3.30 and 7 o'clock kicks. Keep it where it is. Joe Lisi, Ritz Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci, live from Studio 34. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Rocking and rolling into week seven right here on College Football Today, breaking down all the best bets for 3.30 and 7 o'clock. Talked about all the 12 o'clock action, some intriguing developments. Northwestern trails Nebraska 7 to nothing. Florida trailing Vanderbilt 7 to nothing early on. But we'll see how these games play out as the show progresses. A couple other games that we're going to talk about a little bit later uh, Rich, Notre Dame and Pittsburgh. I, I like Pittsburgh here with the points. Again, I don't know if Pittsburgh challenges Notre Dame, but I think they could begin in this ball game from start to finish, get Ian Book into a lower scoring battle. I, I see them losing this ball game 28 21 uh, in that area. Well, we know Pitt is capable. Pitt, it seems like every year, every year or two, they'll upset a Clemson. There, there is that capability. I just don't see it in this spot. I, I think Notre Dame is rolling in such a fashion that there's no let up. I, I love the defense, love the offensive balance. Now that you have Ian Book and Dexter Williams in the backfield, and last week, notwithstanding, we were both surprised. Pitt upset Syracuse. They showed some flash. Maybe that was their upset of the season. But this is a team that has no passing game, have a limited pass rush. And now, as I mentioned it about an hour ago, one of their better defensive players, Quentin Wergynus, the, the linebacker, their top run defender, is out. I, I think Notre Dame just puts its foot on the gas and races past uh, Pitt. I think it's actually an easy victory. Yeah, I don't know if it's high scoring. They put up, they've been putting up points with Ian Book, Gabe. I mean, they're averaging close to 270 passing yards per game. And you mentioned Williams pounding the rock against opposing defensive fronts. But Pittsburgh is like this blue-collar team. When they come to play from a defensive perspective, they could be in each and every ballgame. Problem is, has been defensive consistency. When do they come to play defensively? Well, it wasn't Penn State. It wasn't no, UCF. No, it wasn't Syracuse. Yeah, so again, against better offenses, they don't. That's the that's the yeah. issue that I have. Listen, um, you know, as our colleague and good friend Mark Lawrence says, you, you always have to respect the odds maker. 
And, you know, as we stated, there's a reason why Las Vegas uh, expands and uh, sports uh, betting has become legal uh, state by state right now, not because uh, they lose. Uh, but I'm looking at this pit team, guys. They go on the road. They give up over 41 points a game. I mean, on, 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 a, on a whole, they give up over 32 points a game. You mentioned Notre Dame's offense. Notre Dame's just rolling along right now. The only thing is Notre Dame's defense is better than people give them credit for. So Notre Dame could just suffocate Pitt, but Notre Dame's going to get theirs. They're going to score 45. They're going to score 40, 45 points. When I, th- when I looked at their record, for some reason, I felt like Pitt was 1-5. and five. They're 3-3 three and three they're three overall. and 3 I know. They, they, they do feel like a 1-5 team. They feel yeah. like, uh, against the number, they haven't stepped up, didn't step up against UCF, didn't step up against Penn State. So every time they're expected to win, they never do. Of course, that line last week opened up at 6, went down to 3 The and win half, against Syracuse and sort of balances is out a little bit, getting to 3-3 three and three right Barely, now. Barely, yeah. I mean, here's the thing, too. I don't know about the total. There's no way that Kenny Pickett can get into a shootout with Ian Book on the road. I just don't see it. Lower scoring, 28-21, look to run the football with Olison, and that's the only way they cover this number. I don't see this total coming in today. Well, one number to keep in mind also is in non-conference games under Pat Narduzzi, Pitt 1-10 in 10 against the spread. So when they go outside of the ACC, they, they, they could be dangerous in the ACC, outside of the conference 1-10 in 10 since the start of 216. Uh, one thing, Notre Dame hasn't fared well if you're into the trends of laying points against ACC teams, especially laying this type of pointage against ACC teams. But I, I don't know, Joe. I mean, it's like you and I are watching two different Pittsburgh Panther teams. I mean, 44-37 last week. They gave up 45 points to UCF. Um, uh, they're 30, uh, 38 points to, to North Carolina. I mean, they held Georgia Tech to 19, okay? Penn State hung 51 on them. So, in other words, in their last five football games, uh, they've given up uh, less than 38 points once. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, again, I'm not sold on Pittsburgh. I picked against them against Penn State. I went on them with UCF. They disappointed me. I'm going on them one more time. There's line movement here, too. It was 54. Finally, I'm on the right side of some line moves. It's 54. Now we're seeing some uh, 55 and a halves wow. popping up in this Notre Dame pit wow. game to go over the number. Quick update with Auburn and Tennessee. They got down to the Tennessee two, kicked the field goal. Auburn up 10-3 over the Volunteer. A lot of scoring in that game. I have to be honest, 13 points in the first eight minutes. Considering those two of, offenses. Yeah, both, yeah. both offenses and, and Ohio State clinging to a three-point lead mm-hmm. over Minnesota. That's the only way Minnesota can win this game. They can't get into a shootout with Haskins. So we'll see how that game plays out a little bit later. Uh, we talked about Rutgers and Maryland. Rutgers starting to drive. They, they have a third and eight on their own 40-yard line. See if they can punch it in against the Terps as a huge underdog in that battle. Any questions before we talk about the later games tonight, Gabe? All right. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, the games are flying in. Um, people are asking about Old Dominion today. Now, I know you brought uh, you brought the old D up earlier. I did. I, li- I like the other side there again i'm not sold on old dominion i know they got the win over virginia tech they're one in five overall i think they're starting to fade i mean it's a low number three and a half i'm laying the wood against the odu today at boise state and nevada now it's two defensive West starters action. out for boise yeah. state to yeah. me it doesn't two matter key defensive yes, starters two yeah. key, but this is a game that they always seem to cover like whenever you expect boise state not to step up, especially on the road. This they is deliver. It. They deliver because yeah. I like the other game later tonight in the, in the Mountain West. I love Wyoming. Why don't you talk points. about that game? That's I an mean, interesting, yeah. Here's the thing. I mean, this was like the media darling of everyone in Vegas. Everybody loved Wyoming. They're going to go over the six and a half. They got that victory over New Mexico State. Struggled against Washington State, but haven't really... Sh- uh, have offensive consistency under Vanderwall. They're an offense that needs to dictate the tempo, run the football. They haven't been able to do that. They're only averaging 144 rushing yards per game, only passing for 143 through the air. And defensively, they're giving up 233 passing yards, but they have solid players. Fresno State's a blue-collar team. I don't think they're a wide-open attack. Everybody was on Wyoming last week against Hawaii. Because of Cole McDonald, they got inside info at, uh, about three hours that he wasn't playing. They didn't cover that number. They, they went from a three-and-a-half-point underdog to a three-and-a-half-point favorite and lost by four. Mm. Now everybody's off Wyoming. They're a road dog. It's a lot of points here. 18 points. I took them at 19-and-a-half. I love them. 
Fresno what? have drill teams. That's why. But I, I would be looking at Wyoming. I love, you know I what love it is, Wyoming. though, Joe? It's a horrible scheduling spot coming it back is. from Hawaii. It is. Now, the, the odds are stacked against them. This is a team that's not going to really challenge uh, for the Mountain West We've this seen year. dogs cover, too. Remember last week it was San Diego State and Boise yeah. State in, in the Mountain West? Exactly. In the Mountain West, yeah, it generates a dog conference when you get in these the mm, boatload of points. That's why I like points. Wyoming. Now, I don't know if they can. I took them on the money line as well. They're a huge money line dog in this matchup. I just think they can keep run the football, keep McMarion on the sidelines, and, and I like to Should be a game dictated Wyoming. by the defenses. You Fresno does a great job defensively. Wyoming's best talent clearly is on the defensive side of the ball. Andrew Wingard, Carl Granderson, so they have some top defensive players in the Mountain West. Uh, it all comes down to the offense. Yeah. That's been the issue for Coach Bowl is uh, is generating offense. I talked about it last week. Even even when Josh Allen yeah. was there, they struggled offensively. Yeah, 144 passing yards per game. If Nico fall, Evans, a nice running back, by the is, way. He is. Yeah. If they fall behind, there's no way they can play catch-up. So they need to run the football, score first, and then work off of that defensive secondary with Wingard. 13 so. nothing Eastern. 14. Uh, they got the extra point. 14 nothing for Eastern Michigan. Wow. Toledo flat this year, man. Ohio State, as Joe mentioned, 3 nothing midway through the third and quarter of play. And Minnesota's driving on the Ohio State 32 with six minutes left. Yeah. Nebraska still up 7 nothing. Iowa up 7-3 on Indiana. Uh, 3 nothing uh, Cowboys. Oklahoma State just kicked a field goal against K-State. Rutgers and the Terps are scoreless with three minutes Duke left. Duke up 7 nothing. Uh, Duke now up seven nothing. Uh, Zips up three no- nothing. Vandy up seven nothing, and uh, the Auburn Tigers up ten three. Where is the uh, Buffalo right Akron game? Where is at that Buffalo? Game? At Buffalo. At Buffalo. It's probably cold and rainy there. You're 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 from that neck of the woods, Gabe. I mean, what? Is it twenty degrees this time of the year? Yeah, well, that's why you're you're complaining about forty one degrees in Ann Arbor being you know it's football weather. I show. said it's. I, I love it. I, I was going to wear a helmet today. Coming forty into- degrees, Gabe is applying SPF uh, fifty. Can you see him walking around? My see, yeah, I'm walking a like dog this? in my bathrobe <laughs> with the with the with with the aluminum. That's box. a ve- you know walking your dog in a bathrobe is a very rock star move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very- UCF Memphis. Did we give picks? You see, I like I like, you, I like UCF. I like Memphis We're going right. I mean, the catch of four three and a half. I mean, you know, yeah, I, I think it's not a bad pick. I think it's high scoring though. Daryl Henderson, see. Brady White, nice backfield at Memphis. Uh, Brady White, fifteen touchdowns. About Henderson. Henderson's averaging like eight or He's nine yards a carry. Very bigger. talented. I told you, it yeah. reminds me of Eddie George a little. Yeah, bit. it's such a great card stuff. today. It's kind of the calm before the storm right now. But at three thirty, you know, you've got that LSU Georgia game. Yeah. But if you're if your taste is some some Pac twelve action, there's basically like a couple of games on. You know, throughout the day. So at 3.30, you've got your SEC game. You've got your nice Pac-12 uh, matchup. Going into the nighttime here, I'm fired up as a Michigan fan uh, for this game. Uh, but, you know, you'll have Alabama on TV. Uh, we'll have uh, Iowa State and West Virginia uh, this evening. And a game we didn't talk about too much, and we sort of kicked it. Uh, we joked about it a little bit, but Hawaii. And how about this Hawaii team? How many people thought this team was going to be 6-1 and one right now? Zero. Zero. Nobody on the team. Yeah. I had a coaching staff. Yeah. You would have told them, Coach, you win six games this year. You're in the Hawaii Bowl. They're happy. They're six and one. It's getting to the point where they could play in a real bowl game mm. almost, besides <laughs> just the Hawaii Bowl. <laughs> Big game against BYU. McDonald's going to be back. Uh, last week, the shenanigans. He was injured. They sent another kid out wearing a number 13 jersey just to throw, uh, throw Wyoming off a little bit. But they're getting double-digit points, and BYU, to me, just don't have the offense to pull away and win by double-digit points. We're seeing this, wow, they don't play well off the island type stuff. It's kind of a little bit of a myth. They played well uh, on the road uh, this year. And I'm reading the quotes. that They're they're very excited about this game. To, to them, Hawaii don't get a lot of TV games and high-profile games. BYU is a name program to them. Getting double-digit points, they want to show that you know, we just don't win in Hawaii. We can win on the road as well. I think they hang with BYU here. I don't think Hawaii gets smoked. No, I agree with you. Coming to the mainland, I think the, that's the mantra. Everybody says take uh, you know BYU because they're at home. They're not going with Mangum in this. Uh, they're going with a, a freshman quarterback in this battle. So, again, this is a high-powered Hawaii offense, and Rolovich has done a fantastic job in terms of game planning for every opponent. So we'll see how that game plays He's out. He's a good I coach, this 
guy. Yeah, yeah ten and a half. I would take Kawhi in that matchup. Yeah, I would too. BYU is shot at this point. I mean, I can't figure this team out. How how is the team that that beat Wisconsin playing as poorly as BYU has over the past couple of weeks? I mean, their entire identity as a program is not what it used to be. They're not exciting offensively. This year, they're not even physical defensively, which was the case over the past couple of seasons. So tough year for Kalani Sataki. The problem with BYU is they're limited in who they can attract in terms of head coaches. Yeah. It has to be a Mormon right. to be a head coach, which really limits yeah. their ability to go out and yeah. hire and talent. That, and that's the thing in terms of you're seeing the residual effects of Bronco Mendenhall. We're seeing the stamp on Virginia, and we're seeing the, the lack of physicality now in BYU a couple of years. I think, they, I think they really caught Wisconsin looking ahead to that Iowa battle. I mean, I think you really saw that in that ballgame. Uh, I do if you look like, if you look at if you look at Hawaii guys too on the road seven point loss at Army which is right. respectable good. at the time looks good and uh, they went on the road and they handled their business they won a game against San Jose State yeah. I mean they're still Hawaii on the road but right. as we stated new quarterback for BYU BYU to me BYU might win this game by four seven points I think we have a close one yeah well but here's see. a dirty little secret too real quick because Hawaii's playing defense this year yeah they are Hawaii is playing it's decent defense we're used to just being freewheeling wide open passing attack. They could score points. They could yeah. stop teams as well. Here's the thing. I just want to bring up a touchdown for Minnesota. They're going to go up 7-3 wow. on, with, with three minutes left in the first quarter. Urban Meyer on the yeah, hot seat. Uh, no, uh, Florida <laughs> driving against Vanderbilt. Here's the other thing about that Auburn-Tennessee. I, I want to use an MMA analogy. It's like the, the, the champion that got knocked out last week. Now he comes out. You're taking his best shot. Auburn started fast. If Tennessee could weather the storm in the first couple of quarters and they're hanging around... I, again, they're driving here. First and 10 on the Auburn 34. Gabe's starting, Gabe starting to have like a mini he's seizure a Con, over a there. Conor McGregor Khabib. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, Conor McGregor Khabib. That's, that's, Gabe's like, no, no. I'm that's thinking not of the episode. the episode of The Simpsons when uh, Homer's got a pig he's going to uh, he's gonna roast. <laughs> and the pig flies away somehow. Like it actually gets shot. So it's in the sky. He's like, it's still good. It's still good. It falls in the water. It's still good. It's still good. It's slipping away. It's still good. It's still good. You know, you're right. Tennessee's sort of hanging around in here with this number. And I'll tell you, the natives are going to get pretty restless right now on the plains unless Auburn pulls away. Well, I, I don't think they're going to be impressed with, with a low-scoring, ugly win here. If, if he, Let's say they lose three. Let's just say, maybe not today, down the road. Who gets pulls on, loses this game. Some people want him fired. Without a doubt. When who, who do they get at that like, point? I I don't know, man. I mean, I mean that's a good question, who, who, right? Who that's a, you... That is a big time. Because that's one of the dozen or so better jobs in the country. Yeah, but exactly. It seems like there's actually a dearth. We talk about, you know, lack of great quarterbacks in the NFL. There, you know, we talked about it earlier. There doesn't seem to, like there's not a long list of great head coaches in waiting, is there? No. It's not like, wow, you got that guy doesn't have a job and this guy doesn't have a job. And that no, guy I mean, who, who are the big, who are the Chip Kellys out there? Last year, you know, everybody was after Chip Kelly as a free agent. I, I don't know if Bob Stoops wants a coach. Saying, Listen, I, I would if I was anybody, I would go after Bob right, Stoops. But, but, but I mean, Bob Stoops is a Hall of Auburn? Fame head coach, but good, good fit for Auburn. Yeah, if you can get him, by all means. Yeah, Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops it. would be a step up for ninety yes. percent of the college teams in America. But I don't know if he's true to his word. If he if he's happy not coaching, that's what he says. You right go now. with a Les Miles at Auburn, maybe. I'm just saying, I'm thinking off Maybe. the top of my... Because- Les Miles is a good point. Les Miles is a free agent worth pursuing for somebody. I'm a little surprised that someone has not yeah, scooped I, him up at this point. I, I would say if Illinois struggles this year... Uh, like Les Miles doesn't want that job. No, but... He doesn't want that job. Hey, listen, you're Les Miles. You've been in the SEC. You want to yeah. go to Illinois where everybody else has failed? I don't think so. Yeah, but you could coach against Harbaugh. You could coach against Penn State. I, I, and listen, I'm if, it were, if it were me... If it were me, unless I had financial hardships, I would not take the Illinois How about this job. one quickly? Mike Gundy for Auburn. Yeah, again, if you can get him, that's I'm a just, major victory if you can get him. Mike Gundy's never wins a Big 12 title. No, How I, the hell is he going to compete in the agree, SEC? But, but here's the thing. I don't think Gus Miles, I, Gus Miles was given credit for... For Gene Chizik and the national yeah. championship, that's why he got the job. And look at look Oregon. at that place, as you stated. They had Gene Chizik. They ran him out of town. Yeah, exactly. So now Gus Miles on. Let's yeah, he knocks off Alabama here and there, but outside of that, hasn't taken every time the pressure's on. Hasn't taken his team to an elite run. Well, and now, Joe, now the the offense is failing, yeah. and that's supposed to be he's his a baby. He's a wide open, innovative, inventive offensive mastermind, and the offense has been horrific this year. So that's that's strike two for yeah. Gus Malzahn. Yeah, it should, it should be. We'll see. I want to. I'm curious to see that scenario because when all Nick Saban does 
is win national championships. And if he has the honor to break Bear Bryant this year and Gus Malzahn and the Auburn Tigers slip, could be a lot of pressure on the Plains. When we come back, we'll be talking about our best bets for the day. Keep it where it is. Joe Lisi, Rich Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci live from Studio 34 right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Oh, we're feeling it here in week number seven, right here on College Football Today. Joe Lisi, Rich Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci going down our best bets for the day. One of mine's already in action. They trail 10 to 3 on the Plains. I took 20 Tennessee plus at the time I put it in at 16 and a half over. The Tigers, they're down by seven points. I like points it so tra- far, Joe. I, yeah. I, I like it. I like it even with 14. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking the wood with Tennessee against Auburn. I like Georgia on the road. I think they get a 10 to 13 point win over LSU. More balance, rushing for 240, passing for 245 through the air. And more importantly, LSU allowed 215 rushing yards to Florida last week. So I like Georgia on the road. Plus, the game's not played at night. Tigers play much better at night than they do in the afternoon. So I'm taking Jake Fromm and the crew to get the 10-point win over LSU later today. I'm taking Michigan State and Sparty. They've won three of the last four over Penn State by 22 points per game. I like Lewerke. I think they can contain uh, Trace McSorley in that battle. 33 rushing yards allowed, number one in FBS, on the ground to opposing offenses. Michigan State bounces back. Also like them on the money line in this ballgame. Best bet of the day, I'm going and rolling with UW on the road against Oregon. They've won the last two meetings, including last year, 38-3. to I know Herbert didn't play. To me, it doesn't matter. Physicality is the difference. And I think Washington does get a 17-20 to point win over the Ducks in Eugene. I'm taking the big points with Wyoming. Everybody bet them last week against Hawaii. They did not come through. They're on the road in back-to-back weeks. Getting a big number, I like Vanderwall and that offense to bounce back, but more importantly, defense keeps it close. Wyoming's a live dog over uh, Fresno State. Virginia outright over Miami, not sold on the Hurricanes, and then Memphis outright over UCF, Rich. Yeah, Joe's been hot as a pistol, folks, so I would I would listen very closely to what he says. A couple of picks in particular of Joe's that I like. Michigan State is a shrewd and wise move. I don't think they lose by more than two touchdowns. Uh, in Happy Valley, and Virginia getting points as well. Joe's got a lot of good dogs. Uh, Michigan State and Virginia are two of my favorites. Let me give you my best bets. A couple of them already kicked off. Uh, Florida down to Vanderbilt. I hate you, Felipe Franks. You'll never be a big-time quarterback, and he showed it already today. Uh, So I hate you, and I should never bet on Florida. Uh, Duke against uh, Georgia Tech, ACC battle, and Boston College, another ACC battle over Louisville. I think they dominate on the ground and defensively. Those games have kicked off the ones that will be later on today. I like USC. I I think this is just a simple case of more talent, time off, I uh, love what Colorado's been doing with Mike McIntyre, but again, their opponents this year, 5-22. and 22, They haven't had a big road opponent. Now they have to go to USC, a team that they've lost to 12 consecutive times, USC on an 18-game winning streak. I, I think if, if USC is going to compete for the Pac-12 South, this is their opportunity to do a mini pivot. It's not a great team, but they're well-rested, and JT Daniels had a couple of weeks to prepare. Here are a couple of uh, interesting games that we didn't get into much detail. North Carolina getting six from Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is playing this weekend. It's its seventh straight week. This team is exhausted. They had the physical, emotional battle against Notre Dame. I'm just not sold on Tech. Too inconsistent this year. North Carolina coming off a bye 
all of their suspended players back. Chaz Surratt back under center. I think if you want to see a decent effort from Carolina, this is going to be the time to do it at home against Virginia Tech, getting six points. Arkansas plus seven. Joe, you were on Arkansas last week. Under Chad Morris, this team is slowly starting to play better. Offensively, Ty Story, Rakeem Bird came in for Devois Whaley out of the backfield, played well. I think this is a shootout, back and forth. I don't care about the weather. I think there's going to be a lot of points, a lot of back and forth with that Ole Miss defense. Arkansas at home getting seven, I think, an outright victory. And finally, Cal laying seven to UCLA. I think there's going to be an overreaction to the Bruins hanging with Washington last week. Now they have to go on the road against a very good Cal defense. I went back and looked at the tape and looked at the box score of that Cal-Arizona game last week. They lost the game, but had almost double the yardage of the Wildcats, 465 to 267. It was the turnovers that killed Cal. If Brandon McElwain can hold on to the ball and not throw picks, I think they win easily against UCLA, yeah. so Cal minus seven. I mean, Arkansas got that game by a hair. They scored with 13 point seconds left against Alabama. That's why Nick Saban was going crazy in that ball game. Gabe, we gave our best bets. I, I mean, uh, some intriguing yeah, outcomes. Can we erase right? uh, one of my best bets with Toledo? Absolutely. Go ahead. Can we, can, is there, <laughs> do we have an eraser? Oh, my God. It's like, what is it, 21 nothing? Uh, right now, Toledo, uh, but we do have the over in Boston College and Louisville, and it's seven nothing for the Boston College Eagles. Just four minutes uh, into this uh, football game, um, so uh, you know Toledo not looking good right now. Louisville and Boston College not a bad start. Uh, we're, we got a good number of fifty-seven as well. Troy and Liberty over sixty-three. Liberty haven't stopped anybody all year long. And I do think they're a live dog here uh, with Troy. Troy are a better football team, but a double digits is a lot to be laying at Liberty. Uh, I think we can go one and one in this spot at least, but it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Liberty lose a close, high-scoring game. Pittsburgh and Notre Dame. Lisi keeps on throwing shade on my pick, telling me about how this game's going under the number, but I'm not listening to Lisi. Um, I like Pittsburgh better than that. Yeah. I don't like the total as much. We're going with the over, Joe. <laughs> The over. This is Morenci's best bets, not Lisi's. All right. We'll go with the over. <laughs> yeah, we're going with the over. Um, although, uh, actually, I was going to say I'm with Joe for once on a game, but I'm not. You're on the Washington Huskies. I've got the Oregon Ducks. <laughs> that's his best bet of the weekend. <laughs> so that's, you're going bet, way on the way, opposite way, side. Yeah, but you're, you're with me on that, Rich. So I got the Oregon Ducks plus three and a half. Yes, I Missouri like Oregon. Missouri and Alabama. I'm going over to 75, man. Alabama score like 56 points a game. I just don't see them getting stopped uh, here. Um, Iowa State getting a plus six and a half. I think we got a live dog with Coach Campbell against West Virginia. Hawaii uh, plus the uh, the double digits. And uh, we got a bonus pick in here. Give me the Colorado Buffaloes plus the seven points. Wow. And you know what? Let's go UCF and Memphis over the 80 and a half as well. Wow, we who was responsible for yeah. the misspelling on Oregon there? I'm going to call that out. Was it? Well, it was. Yeah, it was. Hold your uh, it looked like Orgeron. That's what it looked. It looked like Orgeron. So who? Yeah, whoever. cut our boy Martino a little slack. I gave him my best bets about two minutes before the. Uh, actually, about two minutes, twenty minutes after the show. You started. You sounded so. like an auctioneer just then. He yeah, did again. It's great though when we're, we're talking college and we can't even spell the states. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say who uh, who pa- who passed uh, geography out of the three of us. Well, probably. Rich. I actually know geography pretty well. Only due to gambling. Like, come on. You, if you spoke to a casual person on the street, you think you'd tell them, where's UTEP's university at? Right? Like, where's... Yeah, West where's, Texas, right? You ever, yeah, we know UTEP. Right? Where's so, the Sun Bowl? I know where that is. Absolutely. No, exactly. Like, you know, where's, what does Fort Collins mean? Uh, Colorado Springs. All these towns. Because of college sports. Can, yeah. we, can we get a doctorate in college football? Is that possible? Well, you know, the Dallas we Mavericks just hired a professional. We should create one. an online academy. Yeah. We should be the three professors. Wouldn't that be? Well, I'm, I'm surprised uh, the Bowdens haven't hired Joe yet as like their oh. advisor over at Akron. Vi- they don't wear visors. That's that's uh, advisor, advisor, A D V I S O R. I can't hear. Oregon, O R E G O N, not E N, just for Ogeron. O G. That ends in an E N. Yes, that that was where Eddie O on the. I mean, this is a critical game too for for Eddie O. I mean, he needs to bounce back because if he can't bounce back in this ball game again, it's like what we said about Gus Miles on. A lot of pressure then. They got rid of Les Miles. They wanted to step up in competition. They were like happy that. with his start, right? Yes. But now, and now, now reality, the schedule gets tougher. You're right. You know. They're, they're going to be upset if they lose this game, and they probably are going to lose the game. Speaking of losing the game, the Florida Gators are down 14-3. Speaking of Tennessee, touchdown, Tennessee, oh, 10-9, 
Auburn. I'm snap. I swear to God. Like, I, if Auburn doesn't win this game outright, then I will. Like, they should fire Gus Malzahn. Was that, right. was that on we'll the see. money line, Auburn? Yeah, money Auburn. line. We'll I see. think they're going to win on the money line. Hey, Ohio State struggling with Minnesota right now. Minnesota down 10-7, and they're driving again. I wanted to take it. I didn't in, have the in, sack. They're on the Ohio State 31. Again, still a lot of time. We could see Haskins. They trailed against TCU and tore, tore it up in, in the second half. So, again, this is... Quality, quality win or a play if they can get this for P.J. Fleck and the crew. I mean, Maryland's uh, already beating up Rutgers. 16 nothing, extra point pending. Should have laid the 24. <laughs> Duke, Duke <laughs> Blue Devils good now, up 7-0. Right? <laughs> All of a sudden, it looks good. <laughs> Should have. No, no. Oh, look at Toledo. They got a field goal. 21-3. The comeback what, begins. What, if you, what do you do if you're Rutgers? I mean, you know, Chris Ash is a it's young. Problem, he's got good pedigree. Comes from Big Ten school. You know, Urban Meyer, Ohio it State. It really should be a recruiting. Yeah, but. There's good players in the area. What do you they do? Play there. Look, Saquon Barkley yeah. from, well, from the Bronx. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's what? From Jersey. A, a Gabe, it is endless. Hey, yeah, there is an endless pipeline of talent yes. in the tri-state area. But why would you go there if if you're if you're a kid in this area? Oh, this is yeah. why would you go to Rutgers when you can go to Penn State? Yep. You can go to Alabama. Minka, Minka, right. Fitzpatrick is from New Brunswick. How about Wimbush? He's from right from on the doorstep of Rutgers, <laughs> yeah. and not that he's starting, but Wimbush too was from Jersey City. Yeah, so I mean he he would be a major is, upgrade. Wimbush, and we and and this is it. The problem is New York City. The problem is is that during football season now, outside of this show. Every major network is talking about uh, Derek Jeter. We're still talking about Derek Jeter. Eli Manning. Eli Manning. Uh, Knicks, Rangers. It's a, and plus college basketball. Let's be real. College yeah. basketball is very big the in, pro- in, in, but, in the but, metro but, area. You know what might change things, and this is no joke, is that the legality of sports wagering in the state of New Jersey yeah. as more people become Guys, acclimated. It's funny you say that, Joe. And you get out to the books. You know, you're going right. to Atlantic City today. Right. I'm going to be going out to the Meadowlands. I get out there. Saturday's the busiest day. Right. Now, I know it's the weekend. I get it. And you always hear, no, nah, you know, college's not big in New York City. I don't know, man. I'm there on Sundays. I've been there for NFL football, and it's not as packed as it is on a but, Saturday but, night with college football. And here's the thing, too, though, that you get the fans in New York that are from Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, but they're not listening to New York radio. No. They're not watching New York television. And you know there's also countless bars. Yeah. That are oh, yeah. the affiliate bars. Like Michigan has a bar in Hell's Kitchen. Right. The, uh, the Jack Doyle's right, right next door. They're big right. Vikings, Golden Gophers. Right. And, and they'll be we have West Golden Virginia Go- bars where yeah. I live. It's Golden like the- Gophers, third and nine. You guys remember? Remember last week, uh, the, uh, the attractive uh, ladies that were hanging around and milling Clemson. about. Clemson fans, exactly. I remember to a T. I spoke to them. Yeah, of course you do. I spoke to them outside. They were lingering. So I said, hey, ladies, what's going on? They were lingering. Yeah, they were lingering. <laughs> And I said, "What's going on?" And they said, "Oh, we're going to uh, we're going to the Clemson bar. Yeah. There's yeah. a Clem- there's a Clemson club in in Manhattan somewhere." Wow. Well, and a lot of people relocate to this part of the country yeah. who are from everywhere. Uh, it's New York City. It's a magnet for people. You know, you have alma maters from across the entire country, but you don't well, have there's literally you don't like, have that one base team though. You don't have that one team. Right. Rutgers is never going to and be the facilities. That. Let's there was be like 100,000 Michigan grads or 200,000 yeah. Michigan grads but in the this city I heard. Too, yeah. at Rutgers is facilities. You go to Akron they, and, and I've been to Akron but just to give you an idea. You don't they, say. Well, but they have 10 times the facilities that Rutgers has playing in the Ru- Rutgers is pumping money into it. I, I don't know if it's a facilities issue. But that's you, part of it. You could have you the, the Taj Mahal of college football facilities. Sure. I don't think kids from this area want to play at Rutgers. There's no history whatsoever. No, but, but Northwestern, too. If, take a look at Northwestern's indoor complex. It's on the lake. They pumped about $100 million into Northwestern's football program. When you're not pumping money into the program to get the kids, let alone... Let's be honest. If Rashawn Gary and, and Jabril Peppers uh, were the gods of Rutgers, they would be here. If, if every media outlet was talking about Jabril Peppers and Rashawn Gary, they would be at Rutgers. When's the last time they had a big-time impact player would be Ray Rice? Yeah, yeah I mean, they, they got uh, the, 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 the Hamilton it. kid. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm talking legitimate line. He was like a four- or five-star. Yeah. He was getting the Ohio State and Michigan offers. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. 
God, I can't think of uh, his dad played in the NFL. I, I can't know. think of Hamilton's it's, name. Nonetheless, they don't get that I caliber of kid. Keith Hamilton. They just don't. I mean, they 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 don't get. And if they do, they'll get one or two. It's not enough to compete with the Penn State's. Michigan, and, Michigan. and they happen to be one of the toughest divisions in all of college football. Michigan's coming to town. Of course, I'm a big Michigan fan. I, mean, I don't know what time the game it's is. It's a great. At. It was a great move to get them to it's the like Big to be Ten. Determined the TV still. revenue with the Big Ten contract. Purely, I've said it before, though, Joe. Purely from a revenue. If you want to talk about balance sheets and income statements. Great move by Tim Pernetti, right. former athletic right. director. That's a but, great point that you guys raised. Sorry, Rich, but I was going to say that. If Rutgers wants to succeed, they can't do it in the Big Ten. No, I agree. Like Rutgers, in all honesty, they should be playing against Buffalo. I was going to say the American. I was going to say the American. I think American. that's a step. Dude, what, so they can get tattooed by UCF? No, by UCF, but but still, you're, you're going up against the Yukons of the world. I hate to say it. Rutgers you're, you're are facing, a Mac quality school. It's a, like, I think they could be an AAC. Cal- I think they could be. Temple's in the AAC. You don't think they're they can be Temple? Temple, Temple not, not, would beat them. not right now because they're getting their butts whooped by the Big Ten, though. I I, I think in the AAC, Rutgers would be about a seven to five. Team. Look at look at look at that. I know it's a college. You know they like college football in Pennsylvania, but it's a very pro style city, Philadelphia. Oh yeah, Philadelphia Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, etc. Temple finds a way to recruit enough kids in the city to compete. We talked about all these, you know, the tough kids they have on defense. Rutgers just can't do it. But if you put Temple in the big conferences, I hate to say it, start paying kids and start giving them envelopes. The Big East was a perfect conference for Uh, I couldn't agree more. Great call. Big East, you're right. That's when Ray Rice was there. Right. And they played in a bowl game and they beat up on a MAC team. But that was it. They were never going to be in a league Yeah, versus Buffalo. Rutgers-Buffalo. But they should be playing that. Uh, I couldn't they, agree more. When they knocked off uh, South Florida with, um, with and the Big uh, Ten knew this, Joe. The only reason they wanted this the was for basketball. Uh, right. Well, they, they wanted view, the TV you know market. What? We so. want to do our tournament at MSG. Yep. We want to get in on the New York market on TV. And yeah, it's help. But have people, New Yorkers, really embraced the Big Ten? No, it's Big East country, Guaranteed. and the Big East doesn't exist anymore. Right. It does, but this is still. Hey, I want Georgetown, Syracuse, St. John's. Right. Oh yeah. The reputation is still Big East country here. Yep. If Notre Dame makes the college football playoff, people in this area will get excited. Good Notre point. Dame are the most popular point. college football it, team in the state. That's a great excited. point. Yep. That could bring more people into I'm college I'm at the sports football. book. That's, that's the it, biggest. And there's a big combination. It's uh, There's a lot of guys that are Yankee and uh, Notre Dame fans. That's right. like the dual... They are Giants, Notre Dame, Yankees. Yeah, you nailed so, it. You that is the trifecta true. for, for I, a lot dude, of people I hang out around here. Right. Yeah. So I know. If Notre Dame does make it to the college football playoff, could bring more. I want to say eyes onto this great game that we follow each yeah. and every Saturday. Why do you think? Uh, why do you think the Irish are playing at Yankee Stadium? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? They're not That's playing at Tiger Stadium. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Quick update, guys. Ohio State down with 11 minutes in the in the second quarter, 14 to 10 to Minnesota. I mean, we have to keep an eye out on that matchup. I'm sure uh, Gaskins will put the pedal to the metal. But if Ohio State trails that ball game at half, uh, we'll see. I mean, everybody's looking for an upset. This would be a major upset in the horseshoe today if, if Ohio I State think we wins. need to covet and cherish every moment because the saddest <laughs> part of this conversation is 